So, okay, was, was Chad also? I thought he was Verizon. Oh, he was also, and then he was Verizon. Man, do do people remember Altel? Because that was a big thing. It's kind of like, you, oh. like you remember, dude, you're getting a Dell. Do people even know Dell anymore? Um, I think so, because at least Dell is still around. Altel is not. It, became, it, like, merged with Verizon or whatever. They were bought out or something so, to that effect. But all uh, I know is we had the best family plan with Altel <laughs> because it was before they realized that they could charge, so everything was unlimited. Like, <laughs> it was like before they were like, "Oh, people will pay stupid amounts of money to have unlimited, you know, or to just buy whatever." Like, it was way too cheap. And then we had it grandfathered in at Verizon for a long time. I used to pay per text message ten cents. Oh my god, I got into so much trouble when I was a lad, <laughs> a young lad. Well, I guess a young lass. <laughs> Uh, you can be or, whatever you want to be, bro. I understand, but I it's just the phrase is normally it doesn't matter. So <laughs> when you were a young warthog, I was a young warthog. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble for texting with without any texting plan, and it cost like a lot of money. So <laughs> I I was gifted a track phone. If you if you've never been super duper poor in a rural area, you don't know track phone. T R A C phone. Um, you know those, like, when people talk about old brick phones? Like, they still make those. That's all it was. I would have, like, a Nokia track phone that my sister would be done with because she was, like, upgraded. But it still would have five, ten minutes on it. And instead of utilizing that for anything useful, I would text any of the five emails I knew. It was, like, a TA in one of my classes. Um, I think my friend's mom. <laughs> the real thing is, did you cha cha with? The, of course, cha cha with with the uh, track phone. Oh man, people have no idea cha-cha what we're talking our, about. I think that cha cha was our like dialing four one one for the information, which you know people don't know that that was really something that you could do, <laughs> but. At one point in time, there so was there was a point in time where I had unlimited texting because it was like a little bit later on, like when we all had cell phones and before you could really reliably access the internet on them. Everybody cha cha. Yeah. Oh yeah, to find out anything. But yeah, it was like four one one. Like you, you text cha cha and it would get like you text cha cha a question. It was like Yahoo Answers, right? And be like, hey, like how long do I bake this chicken for? Did this uh, actress appear nude in this movie? You know, just like whatever you needed to know at the moment. And Cha-Cha yeah. would tell you. Or Cha-Cha would be like, yeah, I don't know. Because Cha-Cha was just a person Googling it. Well, the whole thing is, Cha-Cha would also send you, like, your daily horoscope if you wanted it. Which would tell you funny jokes. Like, it was Alexa, but not. But it wasn't, like, an AI or something. Oh, no, of course not. Oh, man, we're old. Yeah, I mean, our parents had 411 that we didn't understand, and now we have cha-cha that the youths don't understand. So, yeah, you know. I don't think there's anything about where we lived that youths understand. Before we get too much into the youths, let me introduce the show. My name is Terry Smith, and you are listening to Right in the Field, the only show that talks about cell phones for about 25 minutes and then lets you know that none of that technology exists anymore, and it was basically useless then and is still useless now. So, nostalgia question mark and with me today i have chelsea (laughs) she abandoned me she just googling cha-cha uh well i was i was googling cha-cha i'm sorry (laughs) i got distracted (laughs) Uh, i missed my cue and then it was too late (laughs) 
dude, I, I used to think the world would implode when I would go to like Yahoo and type in Google because that is how my teacher taught me to access the search engine Google. Uh, because our homepage. Did you go to Yahoo? Yes. Yeah, so our homepage at our school was like the Mount Morency. That's where we come from. That's our county, Mount Morency. It's not a word, but it is the Mount Morency Tribune, which was our newspaper. You know, it would tell you how many cats died that week and uh, where the good fishing was. Um, and you would go to the, the newspaper homepage and then you would go to the URL and you type in www.yahoo.com. And then from there, there would be a search bar, and you could type in www.google.com. Rather than just reading the homepage Google. Listen, listen. This is how Mrs. Trelfa, the dumb lady, taught me how to use the internet. Wow, I feel sad for you. Uh, listen, I would apologize, but she sucked, so. Uh, <laughs> that's how I learned to use Google as a small eight-year-old child. Which was about all I knew about the internet until I was 12 or 13. Honestly, did you need anything aside from Google and Cha-Cha in your life? No. <laughs> I still point. don't. I still don't. That covers all my bases. <laughs> I just miss ass Jeeves. <laughs> so polite. I, uh... Last weekend, I hung out with my nephew, he's 17, and his best friend, she's also 17, and... Their only comment they had for me the entire weekend was that I was old. And then eventually when they learned that, like, I'm, I make my living from podcasts and comic books. And they were surprised that I knew how to read. We went to a bookstore, and they're big, they're avid readers. And uh, they were talking about different authors, and I knew a lot of them. They are like, oh, you're a cool old person. I'm like, no, you just haven't learned that you're a lame young person yet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's just, not the only way that this cuts. Exactly. Like, you just, you don't understand, <laughs> you don't understand that, like, you are not awesome yet. Like, you are awesome, but in the grand scheme of things, of what, like, you find cool, that not everybody also finds those things cool. Like, otherwise, man, I'd be the coolest fucking guy ever. Like, you know how many issues of Spider-Man I own? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean... A lot. I'm so that. rad. Like we're hanging out on a book in a bookstore. It's Saturday night. <laughs> you know what? Having a good time. I'm sure. Listen, though, like I, I joke. Those kids are fucking awesome. It was a great time. Yes, I am old. I would have driven them around forever. It was so much fun. <laughs> I, I took them to uh, a Meyer <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning. It was the only thing that was open. And I was like, oh, I'm a child again, except for as they're doing all the cool stuff in the toy aisle, I'm literally checking off, like, my Walmart, like, checklist for my kids' uh, Christmas gifts. I'm like, well, yeah. I, can, I gotta get the Barbie Dream House. I gotta, okay, so where I need a toy frog, the list says. Toy frogs. Excuse me, ma'am, can you help me find a toy frog? Another 17-year-old lady working just like herself. She's like, no, I don't know where the fuck the toy frogs are, old man. And then she hit me with a TikTok. That's what that is, right? No. Oh, so it's just the no. clock. Is it a bones or a no bones day? <laughs> All right, can you please tell the story about your no bones day this weekend? Okay. You cut out there. Can you tell your story about the no bones day? Yes. Uh, do you want me to tell the story of the actual incident where I had a mental breakdown at McDonald's, or do you <laughs> want me to just explain what bones or no bones is? Ah, spoilers. I'll explain bones or no bones. There's this fucking no, dog. You, you think it's stupid. No, I, uh, listen, listen. I think horoscopes are stupid. I think if you want to listen to a dog, at least there's some credence to that. Uh, 
There's okay. this dog on TikTok. It's a cute pug. Noodle. Noodle. <laughs> and Noodle um, decides if it's going to be a good day or not. And it lets its followers know that by deciding if they're going to eat a bone or if they're not going to no. eat a bone. No, that's not it. That's exactly it. That's not it. Listen, how so, close noodle, am I, though? Off. Noodle is 13 and a half. He's ancient and so cute. And I, listen, nothing, I, didn't, I didn't say it was a young dog. So his owner every day gently picks him up <laughs> off of his bed where he's sleeping or whatever when he's like awake and he's like noodle are we gonna have bones today or not and someday noodle will stand up like he will let go and noodle will be in the like upright position like his bones work and other days he just <laughs> sinks into his bed and then it's a no bones day and that means self-care that's so depressing it's so depressing He's like, so he'll always preface it with what Noodle did yesterday, like after obviously the Bones or No Bones report, to let us know, like, oh, maybe it'll be a No Bones day because of this, and then Noodle will surprise us sometimes and it'll be a Bones day. One time Noodle told me to buy jet skis and jet ski insurance, and I said, you know what, you're right, that's what I need. <laughs> did you buy jet skis and jet ski insurance? I told Kyle we needed to. <laughs> <laughs> he said, quote, I'm working on it, end quote. <laughs> listen, listen, as a connoisseur of cartoons there's an episode of craig of the creek one of my favorite cartoons of all time on cartoon network this little boy is having a hard time decision making running into a lot of decision paralysis and a small cult has, has gathered around this dog in the neighborhood at the creek and <laughs> they go and ask the dog a question and if it like puts its paw up on the tennis ball it's like yep you should do that thing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm spoiler alert, it does not end well for Craig <laughs> letting this dog make decisions for him. Why would you try to ruin this for me? <laughs> uh, snatching joy away. Like I said, still day. more credence than uh in, in horoscopes and and, and uh still more credence in this than horoscopes and tarot cards. So, spoiler alert, tarot cards were just something to keep uh really rich Frenchmen uh busy at parties for a long time. And horoscopes, I can't even get into why that's ridiculous. But, listen, you live your life by the stars, and uh, I'll see you out on the streets. But at least you can look up at the stars afterwards, unless there's light pollution. So, do we have time for another aside, or no? Because, sure, <laughs> like, sure. I see it. If you don't so, know, this is our, our f grand finale of Spooky Season. We're going to be talking yeah, about Halloween see. Kills, and Halloween 2018, and Halloween 1978? question mark yes. okay yes yes and then probably a little bit about all the other halloweens too but like spooky slashers michael myers austin yes. powers you get it no <laughs> no it, yeah powers. austin powers the spy who shagged me austin powers international man of mystery austin powers gold member love guru michael myers <laughs> anyway i married an axe murderer michael myers Okay. Wayne's World 2. <laughs> Michael Myers. Oh, my God. Okay. Are you done with the Michael Myers? I didn't say Wayne's World 1, but I feel, it feels we're going back to it. Yeah, I feel like you should have started with 1 and not 2. It was in my mind. I saw Christopher Walken, and he's the bad guy in Wayne's World 2. So that's what he's I not went a with. bad guy. He's just being Christopher Walken. I th listen. If he's just being Christopher Walken, might be a bad guy then. No, he's not a bad guy. He can't do things wrong. <laughs> Marries Tia Carrera in that movie. 
Oh, jeez. Any- <laughs> Anyways, what's your other aside? I... Oh, it was about horoscopes. Okay. So, I forgot for a second. <laughs> Went on about Michael Myers really tripped me up. So uh, I can talk Myers... more about Michael Myers if you'd like. If you don't, no. if you want to forget that aside, we can just talk about... Alright, this episode is no longer about Halloween Kills. This is now the, the podcast within a podcast. This is Michael Myers talk. What's Michael Myers up to these days? We gotta, we gotta do a Brandy check-in also. <laughs> oh, we gotta... Oh, listen, listen. That's... Ugh. Can't wait for the Brandy check-in. Listen, I actually have some news for that. Oh, really? No, but... (laughs) But when I type in, what is Brandy up to? Like, I... That's, like, listen, Google might be an evil company taking all of our data, but when I can just type in, what is Brandy up to, and it tells me, listen... It knows what Brandy you mean? Yeah, it it can just have my information. It can have it, okay? I'm not doing anything worth it anyways. Right, I don't need it. (laughs) So what's your side? I'm sorry. So my... So my roommate started a new job, and he um, was at the job, and yesterday, for, he's in HR, and yesterday, for whatever reason, they made them take a quiz to see which Hogwarts house they were in. <laughs> he's the most Hufflepuff of a person I've ever met, like, to a T. And I don't mean any offense by that. Hufflepuffs are, are great. And we're particularly me, good finders. And he tells me... That he tested as a Gryffindor, and I said, that ain't it. That's that's not right. Lies. You lied on the test, right? And then one of his coworkers said, oh, I thought you would test as a Slytherin. And he was, like, offended. And I was like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter because none of those are true. And then I pulled up what he's like, I don't even know what a Hufflepuff is. So I pulled it up, and he was like, <laughs> that does sound like me. And I said, yeah, so the test is wrong. Your the phrase, I don't even know what a Hufflepuff is, is the most Hufflepuff thing to say. Right. So... So we get done with the Hufflepuff, and then he's like, yeah, so they were talking about that for a long time, and, and he's like, I don't know, I was trying to do some work, and then they and then they started talking about horoscopes, and they asked me what my rising sign was, and I don't know, I don't know any of that, am I supposed to know? And I said, no, stay away from those girls. Yeah, don't talk to them, or, or if you're, you know, just trying to get laid, buy some crystals, like, you know, either one is okay, but just, like, commit, you know what I mean? I just, no. <laughs> I just, people who are too into astrology scare me a little bit. Like, I'm not saying, there's like, you can be interested in it, but people who are like, that is how they base their day, as I say, as I'm waiting for the bones, no bones, <laughs> TikTok to appear. It's, listen, I say the same thing to, I have a lot of witchy friends, and they sometimes get upset with me because I do mock, like, some of the astrology. But listen, like, if you want to commit yourself to any religion, you got to be open to mockery. It's coming, okay? If That's you and because listen, I don't believe in anything, and I'm mocked incessantly. It's just fair. It's just fair, okay? <laughs> so okay, so podcast within a pond, a podcast within a podcast. The Brandy update. Checking in with Brandy. She is up to some shit, man. She's on a yep. show called Queens. Oh yep, yep. Me, I did see some advertising. I saw some ads on on Hulu, which you can ABC stream on Hulu. You know because of the Disney combination i have not watched it yet but let me read you the pitch for queens follows four women estranged and out of touch in their 40s reunite for a chance to recapture their fame and regain the swagger they had as the nasty bitches their 90s group that made them legends in the hip-hop world nasty bitches i'm here nasty bitches like i am here for that like i need to check that out um good for brandy (laughs) uh we got a lot of people give me one second but brady's character is naomi explicit with an x 
So that's just awesome. Oh. Um, RIP. Yeah, Naturi, Naughton, Nadine, Velasquez. Uh, oh, just Eve. Okay, somebody I know. Okay, <laughs> Eve's in that shit. Awesome. I don't know who Precious Way is. I don't know a lot of these actors. Eve was well, the only they, person I recognized. Are they primarily actors or are they primarily... Like, Seems like musicians. Like rap artists, yeah, yeah, that were big in like the 90s, 80s. It could be that. It could be It could yeah. be part of that. Um... Oh, I do know Nadine Velasquez. Uh, um, she was in My Name is Earl. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, well, there, there's that. Should we get to the episode now that we have the Brandy update? <laughs> no, the Brandy update. Well, we got to get into what Michael Myers is doing now. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> it just becomes us. Up, it's just a celebrity update. Think about people that you don't care about. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's go to Halloween. Now, I'm not going to toss out a million different things of trivia about this one because there's too much. This series has been going on since 1978. It's got, so it's got a fucking legend of zelda um timeline split in, in different Listen. canons so i can't i can't get into it don't you dare mock legend of zelda in front of me i'm not mocking it. i'm just saying like it's got that level of of intricate intricacies now to its canon yeah. the universe in quotations. is vast it's the exactly. first slasher well it's the first modern slasher i guess I guess you could probably like uh, credit it with that. We've talked about John Carpenter stuff before on this podcast. I love John Carpenter so much. His uh, theme really comes through on this, and he definitely oh. does um, does more with the score in this one than messing around. I don't think he did the full score. I think he just like does some tracks on this one. Um, but it's cool that he's still involved with it. But John Carpenter is just like an insane person. He just comes up with the crazy ass ideas. And the fact that we're watching a new Halloween movie that's not bad in 2021, and people give a shit. That's the whole point of this podcast. Is it's not like, oh, of course, they're doing Freddy number 45. People give a fuck. This is one of the biggest openings that they've had in a long time when it comes to R-rated movies. Like people are going to see it. it it's doing better than um uh, uh what was the a quiet place too right now and to be really? fair different parts of the pandemic more people are comfortable going to the theater to see this plus it's on peacock i don't know where the numbers are there but it's just crazy that like more people are like oh halloween kills than the quiet place too which is the only movie i've heard like any neighbors talk about um which it's just insane to me i i don't understand it it's it's great i wish uh something like big trouble in little china got this kind of love but it's fine halloween's cool too i guess all I have to say is that's power Jamie Lee Curtis. That's power mine's all. Like, <laughs> listen, Jamie Lee Curtis is so awesome, and this is what like like when we're gonna talk about my touchstone for Halloween. I told this story a couple different times on our different scary episodes, but one of the first horror movies I ever seen in my entire life was Halloween H two O, which is the twenty years later. Um, we're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. She's coming back. Laurie Strode's back. She's going to kill her brother, Michael Myers, which if you don't know in the other canon, the other timeline, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers are brother and sister for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she's a teacher at a high school and they're going to, they're going to murder each other. They've already done this stunt once. They did it. <laughs> they, I just, 20 years ago, they did it. It's crazy to me. I, <laughs> I don't understand how they can get away with this shit. Well, I mean, it's the same as what you were talking about with Freddy number 45, right? Like, <laughs> there's a certain audience for it, or if you're just pumping out, like, more of the character doing more of the character shenanigans, and the character being, you know, Michael Myers here, 
Freddy Krueger there, yeah. then people will watch it. But, like, if you're trying to do, like, a whole cinematic, like, Marvel style, you know, where you're bringing back Jamie Lee and you're having an actual plot and you're bringing back other, other characters from the original and you're trying to make the continuity, like, okay, that's a little different. You know, and it deserves a little bit of a different kind of respect to it. Exactly. Well, the funny thing is, like, Halloween H2O is not a bad film, honestly. I would count that as one of the better Halloween movies, and it kind of did that's- that. What is that thing? <laughs> so, I mean, right, but it, but it gave it the screen treatment. Yeah, but like it gave it the screen treatment. It was like okay, so around teenagers, let's have them fight back, which was a big thing in '90s slasher movies. Is we're not just going to sit here like sitting ducks. Let's let's actually fight back, which is also partly kind of a touchstone of the Halloween movies, starting with Laurie Strode right. in the first one. Um, so again, it's not like it was like re- rewriting like the whole script or anything like that, but it's still was instilling it with that new 90s like vibe so i really dug it and a lot of people did too um it it kept the franchise going now is it the best movie ever no how many movies in the 90s are yeah but still still really cool and just to see it come back again so it's kind of has like a special place in my heart because it's been scaring me since i was like eight years old um the music is is enough to make me edgy listen like like, my wife has never seen any of the halloween movies and when that music plays she's terrified right like it's a terrifying score he just tapped into the subconscious of something is staring at me or chasing me or hunting me that is the vibe i get (laughs) well and that's the genius of the first movie too is it's actually pretty wonky that if you watch the like the movies that made us or any of the like i think there's like five different documentaries just about halloween alone um but if you look at like what john carpenter and the team had it was not a lot of money not a lot of people um the biggest thing they had was they had um jamie lee curtis who was like of like actual hollywood fame and like screen queen like infamy like coming from her mom they're like yeah so we have her and they're like what else you got they're like well not much (laughs) like just a bunch of like ideas to the point where like michael myers is just called the shape they just needed someone yeah. to fill that space because they wanted us to be evil incarnate. They just want to be like this thing that's killing people. Just scare the shit out of people. No blood. We're going to scare you enough and cut away. And it, it works. It still works. I watched it recently. I know you watched it the other day too. Like, was it still it scary? Um, yeah, it was mostly like, not like jump scares, just like a feeling of like creepy. And yeah, like it's dread. like dread, right? Even though I knew, even though I knew, like it's not... It's not got jump scares. It's not like where it's gonna pop. He's gonna pop up behind you. It's like they just know, and then, and then the knife enters. Or you know what I mean. You can see him in the periphery, but they can't. Like, and that's why I think it still holds up. It's a lot of like, like when we talk about like, honestly other John Carpenter movies too. When you look at practical effects versus CGI, right? CGI doesn't age very well because we get better CGI. When you do practical effects, even if it doesn't look the best, it still holds up a lot longer. It's why you can watch a puppet movie versus like Shrek 1 sometimes you're like, "Oh, this still looks good." And yeah. and so John Carpenter has that, but he also does something else with the original Halloween when it comes to like blood and the gore. There's not a lot of it. It pulls away honestly before most people die and then you see the aftermath, which I think is still so genius because it'll hold up forever. And you can show people, like, again, one of the reasons why I saw Halloween so young after H2O, my dad showed it to me, is because there's not a lot of stuff to be terrified. It's your imagination. And as a child, I was still super scared, but I wasn't imagining things that were going to give me PTSD necessarily as a kid. I watched uh, the first Halloween, I think, when I was around 11 or 12 um, with my dad. And 
I, I had to imagine what was happening to these people. And so it can still terrify me today as a 30-year-old because I'm imagining different things happening to these people. Yeah, it's just, I mean, and then, like, especially in the original, um, they which they don't really do, I don't think, in either of the new ones, but finding the bodies later. Yeah, right? yeah. and, and they, they do that a little bit in this one, but. But not, it's not to the same effect. I don't no, think, like. No, because you see a lot like, more gore. But... Manipulating the scene more. Yeah, I know that he does um, in the newest one on the carousel. But in, in the 2018 Halloween, I don't think that that really happens much at all but i, I could be wrong well there's just not many people die in the 2018 one which speaks to the testament yeah, I, again to like I, I don't i don't think halloween kills is nearly as good of a movie as halloween 2018 and we'll no. get into the comparison here in a little bit but just like to give some context it is not subdued at all there's like what if we just did the opposite what if we just showed everything that he did and why he did it which is fun in its own way right they're doing a different thing but the same reason why 2018 worked is one of the reasons why i think the original one worked so well is they don't show a lot they're just like let's pull away let's show let's show him being terrifying let's build that dread you know half of the shots in 1978 are just laurie looking down the road and seeing michael myers standing there next to a fucking clothesline I think that is, yeah, or like, and I thought that in, in I know that we were going to get into lots of parallels later, but yeah. the shot where Allison, her granddaughter, looks out and sees her instead of Michael Myers. Oh, so, it is one of the best shots ever. I love it. And I was like, because when you originally watch it and she like keeps looking and he's there and he's there and then all of a sudden he's not, like that is so, like, the feeling of someone stalking you almost. So, you know, being haunted. Exactly. So one of the things, so if, if you watch any like slasher horror comparison stuff friday the 13th comes up because originally it was meant to like hey let's let's do what they did with halloween let's do our own version right but let's make it gory as fuck um as that series as halloween carries on like different people directed they went different ways they're like oh maybe it's witches maybe it's not michael Mike. maybe him and Lori are brothers it's like they didn't know what they wanted to do with the the thing um but when like you get to something like halloween h2o where they're like hey let's Let's build in the, tr- the current tropes, right? Let's make this terrifying again, but have it mostly about them fighting back. Let's show, like, the, the cool West Craven-style kills that we're going to get in Scream, but let's try to put a modern twist on it, right? And that's what 2018 does, and I think Halloween Kills does to a certain extent as well, which is like, hey, let's modernize it. Whereas in 2018, I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a cat and mouse movie. I think it's a thriller because it's more Laurie versus Michael Myers. And like um, she's just as terrifying as he is, in my opinion. When you watch that, right? Movie. I think that I think that like her becoming a monster because of what has happened to her, even if it's a different kind of monster. No, right? for sure. Like is is just a way. Like I think that they did the neurosis of that like really well. Of of like perpetual, and I think that Judy Gre- Judy Greer is her daughter, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that she does a really good job of being like trying to get away being the person that's like trying to break the cycle right like trying to get away from it and like she becomes a therapist and i think that that is also really interesting because she's like not having experienced it it's difficult for her to understand why all the paranoia and you know that kind of thing but for someone with ptsd that all makes sense you know if that (laughs) no it definitely no it definitely does and that's why i I was so excited for it because when you look at Halloween, so I mentioned the different timelines. Let's get into that a little bit, okay? So if we look at Halloween from 1978, that's where it branches for um, for 
all of them is like that opening scene because there's also the third branch which i didn't mention yet is when rob zombie rebooted the series and did two films um Mm -hmm. let's let's see halloween timeline how many were in the original timeline do you know Oh, I don't know when they decided to diverge the timeline. <laughs> well, like, uh, there's the original series that went for several movies. Um, let's see. I, I got a whole list of Halloween movies here. So we got Halloween, 1978, Halloween 2, 81, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which if you don't know, so Halloween 2, still Michael Myers. He's, like, hunting down. It's like the aftermath kind of thing, similar to Halloween Kills to Halloween 2018. Halloween 3, though, was just like, listen, what if it wasn't about him anymore? <laughs> nobody liked it so um halloween 3 like i said nobody liked it halloween 4 they're like what if we brought michael myers back from the dead and that's when it starts getting a little silly a little friday uh the 13th schlockiness you got the revenge of michael myers halloween 5 and 89 curse of michael myers and, and like 1995 then a few years later they're like hey let's let's try to update this that's where you get halloween h2o 20 years later um and i i dug that one halloween resurrection i don't even remember that one i know they brought him back again but i don't i don't remember it at all um and then that's when they reboot the series i think that my favorite thing is that just as an aside is that halloween 3 everyone does not like it no we can all agree right like honestly you watch it it's not a bad film it just doesn't fit at all what they're going for because they're trying to like hey what if we made it like more like an anthology yeah, and that's not really, like, I mean, why wouldn't you just go watch another horror movie? You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly, like, like, and again, like, you're just trying to capitalize on the name. And I'm fine if you want to make it an anthology series, but it didn't fit any sort of tone or thematic, like, cohesion. Like, it, it needed to just be a different movie. Like, if they would have called it, I mean, honestly, if you would have called it Halloween Presents or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or in the, you know, Halloween universe something. (laughs) I guess it could be a universe. They do eventually make him kind of like magic and there's like cursed stuff. Um, But like it doesn't fit because there's a magical element to it. Right. Whereas like one was a slasher. It's like, is he like evil personified? And then the other one's like, what if witches? (laughs) But in, so anyways, so you got Halloween in 2007. They give it to Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie reboots it and Honestly, I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's movies, not because they're bad. They're just, they're so serious, scary tone, and, like, the very grungy feel. It's similar like, on, like, House of a Thousand Corpses, that whole thing. They're good films, especially if you look at it from a horror standpoint. They're just a little too fucked up, a little too grungy for me. Yeah. It's similar like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, like, The Hills Have Eyes or stuff like that. It's really, yeah, it's just the same way that I sort of feel about Saw. Like, after so long, it just becomes, like, I just, this isn't what I wanted. This is just, I, like, exactly. I have a whole different issue with a lot of the Saw movies where it just turns into horror porn. Where it's like, I'm not in it just for the gore. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, like Hostel. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, like, the first time I saw Hostel, I was like, okay, this is a novel thing. I can't watch it again because my insides hurt, but um i understand but like eli eli roth's like what if that's what i always do and i'm like i can't do it bro like i can't do it it's just different scenes of that yeah but like comparatively though i love final destination because i think it does it correctly but see that's that's where it's it's more about the kills which is similar to a lot of what i like about halloween or scream even final destination the same way it's like it's just about those those kills and building the dread because you know they're going to die it's not hey what happened to their head like (laughs) 
No, I know. I just mean in the fact that it's like different ways and like they see, you know what I mean? Like they try to avoid it and then different things happen. So in that sense, it's like a, a different sort of kill. Or, yeah. It's or... also faster. That's the only reason why I can do this 90s style slasher movie or just like teen murder thing, period, is they're done fast. Even if they don't cut away, even if they show me everything, it's done. They don't make it linger on it, which is part of the appeal from what I understand with the with the horror born like style with like hostile or saw is like you have to sit in that moment you gotta watch that eye get pulled or whatever and yeah, i just can't either. can't do that not about it not about it one of the things that like i loved uh so much about some of the newer horror movies is they do show you some really terrifying imagery and they cut away real quick <laughs> so i just yeah. it sits there for a second and i gotta try to remember it and that's the scary part i'm not watching the terrible thing happen for an hour and a half that's why that scene in black swan where she takes the fingernail oh Oh, it's the same concept. <laughs> movie problematic for many reasons, but <laughs> what was the movie that came out? Uh, it was the last one after the witch. Hereditary. Hereditary is one that I always go to. Is like that has some, like just horrifying imagery. But you see so, it for like five seconds, you know. So speaking of Hereditary, is actually when I was wa- when I was rewatching Halloween, I had to pause it at one point and. Go pull up a, a go Google right to okay. to Yahoo and then to Google, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to know about the the classroom scene in Hereditary is almost exactly the same as the classroom scene in 1978 Halloween. Oh, okay. Where Lori's teacher asks her the question about um, it's about fate. I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's, uh, the, it's the exact same lesson that they're teaching in 2018's yes. Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, but also it's like almost a direct homage in hereditary to that when there's a classroom scene hereditary is so good that that director um what's what's their name let me look it up uh who's it directed by come on uh ari aster love him love him so good and because he knows like uh, one of the things that i i get like frustrated with people is sometimes people are like well i love watching a creator who never dabbled doesn't isn't a fan of the genre make their own thing because it's completely original the problem with something that's 100 original sometimes it fucking sucks but if you have somebody who like knows the genre and can play with it you get little things like that that don't just distract or take away it just adds and adds an extra layer it's that extra almond on top of a 10 stuffed oreo you know no i agree it just adds it's just no subtracting. <laughs> but, world. Exactly. But so Rob Zombie did it in, in 2007 and then the sequel in 2009. I never saw the sequel, actually. I didn't love his version in 2007, so I never saw the sequel. But I, from what I understand, people like it, but it didn't do well. Um, and then we get the, the I, I wouldn't call it a reboot. It's just a 20 years later sequel that ignores all the other movies and makes its own canon, which I love. I love this trend that we're doing because you got to jump through some comic book level hoops sometimes to justify 35 sequels. Yeah. Like Star Trek's yeah. one of the few that does it in canon. Like it's like, no, we're rebooting, but like, like the other stuff's still canon. It's a different timeline, stuff like that. But I love the 20 year sequel that just cherry picks what it likes from it. I think that's the best way to go about it because you can get like uh, new filmmakers in there. You can get new talent and you can update it while keeping their favorite parts and telling the best story. That's something that comic books do all the time. You'll see like a comic book sequel that ignores, you know, 40 years of canon and they just picked one story that they really liked and was like, "Hey, what if this was the next day?" or even 20 years later but nothing happened. I love those stories as a comic book fan. So now that like 
horror movies are doing that. I'm like, ah, we're just going to keep getting cool stuff that's from properties that I like that I don't have to, like, well, listen, when Freddy uh, fought Jason in 2005, uh, we thought that was jumping the shark. But listen, when they team up, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we don't have to worry about stuff like that. If we get another, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, we can say it's a sequel to uh, 4, probably, would be my dream, because Dream Warriors is dope. Um, I would agree. I mean, like the the Freddy v Jason thing just derailed all of my other. Listen, and this oh, I I like Freddy versus Jason, but it's like a little much. But they're both like Alien versus magical, Predator so. did it better. So oh my god, okay. So I like the Alien versus Predator movies for completely different reasons, and I'm glad that they're generally considered non-canon at least by the Alien series. Predators, it's a little bit um iffy. Um, they kind of jump around and do whatever the hell they want with Predators. <laughs> Not a lot of those okay. sequels are great. I do like the one with Topher Grace, though. Uh, just because like I, I love Topher Grace. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They do have um, Adrian Brody as, like, a super hard, like, I'm the army guy in that movie. And it does not work at all because he, he weighs 10 him. pounds. He weighs 10 pounds, okay? He's maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. He is not the hard marine. You know, he He's just also isn't. just charismatic, and that's wasted if you're just having him play. Honestly, like, because he, he puts on this, like, gruff guy voice, and he, like, credit to Adrian Brody as an actor, he can do it, right? Like, he can carry that presence. He is a good actor. But the entire time, he's got this gruff voice. It seems like he's, like, like pretending. So I thought there was going to be a twist, because some people aren't what they, like, they seem to be in that movie. And I thought it was going to be another twist that Adrian Brody also wasn't. Like, he was, like, pretending. And he wasn't. That was just his, that was the voice he chose for that role. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. So, Halloween. So, I, I, I dig what they did and that they forgot about canon. It's cool that we have all those other movies, but I'm glad they rebooted it. Um, I mentioned that, like, my touchstone was Halloween H2O. What's yours? What was your first time watching any Halloween thing? What was the first time you saw the Captain Kirk mask spray-painted, which we'll talk about in a little bit? Honestly, I wanted, I was probably a little older. I was probably 15 or 16. Like, I knew, so the whole thing was, I knew everything about the movie because it was so, like, talked about and, like, so many different sequels and stuff like that. So I understood, like, all the references. I understood, like the mask like you know what i mean like the yeah. costumes that people would do but i just had never sat down and watched it <laughs> and then i want to say that our friend kaylee um she was a big rob zombie fan and she um so we had watched those halloweens when they had come out because that was what that would have been about high school right okay yeah yeah yep. so. um and then after we saw after i saw those i went back and watched the original see like if it was the same or different you know i was into mm -hmm. sort of critiquing almost like film like i don't know i was a weird child <laughs> um but and so then i saw the original and i was like oh like the second movie does not at all the second of rob zombies movies does not at all follow anything and i really thought that he, like his direction where he takes uh the first reboot the, like the original reboot of halloween and he delves more into like michael psyche and like why he could potentially be this way was I thought that was going to be present in the original or like the one of the first, like one of the first, like either the first one or the second one. And it wasn't at all. He just is pure evil. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's like what the whole thing is. And I was like, okay, well, 
this is a very different you know so i almost did it backwards not well, that i don't like the original more mm-hmm. um but just to me i was like oh so he like rob zombie must have been taking this from you know like maybe they talked about it briefly or whatever like the psychiatrist involved like you don't really know you know and then it's just like oh it's pure evil and i was like oh okay well that's interesting <laughs> that's something that i love that the the reboot series is kind of playing around with like is it magic or not so i brought up you actually brought up a way better timeline than the one i found from paste magazine check out this article if you can they're, they're they count uh five timelines um because they count season of the witch as not related to any of the other timelines which is, is fair because it's its own separate yeah. thing but they like you have halloween 1978 to the 2018 one that's the reboot timeline that's what's canon now right but then they have another timeline where things get supernatural. So Halloween 2 to Halloween 4 to Halloween 5 and Halloween 6. They count that as its own thing because that's where Michael Myers is an entity onto itself. Um, you know, it's the shape. And then they have the other canon, which is after Halloween 2, it jumps right to H2O and then Halloween Resurrection. So they ign- ignore 4, 5, and 6, which I didn't know. Um, and then you have the, the Rob Zombie one, right? So that makes a little bit more sense. So, like, kind of splitting it off. Watching them backwards, I think, would be a lot of fun. That's what I did with Freddy Krueger, actually, because I had never seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I had saw the Freddy vs. Jason and then the the Wes Craven reboot with the guy who plays Rorschach in um, the updated uh, uh, Watchmen series. Watch the original Watchmen series. Oh no, sorry, not not from the series, the the movie from from Zack Snyder. Okay, I was like, I haven't watched because I know the series on HBO or whatever. Is exactly. Yeah, no, I got them confused. Um, what was the name of that actor? Uh, Jackie Earl Haley comes back and replaces um England yeah. as uh, Freddy, and that's like that was actually a pretty good reboot. It was it was pretty solid. It was scary twists around the the mythology, but. I got into Freddy there, so I was like, okay, let's watch all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. And I had to go all the way back, um, and I worked my way backwards, because why not? You know, why do anything the way you're supposed to do it as a teenager? I mean, well, especially because when, I mean, sort of like now, right? Like, kids now are probably watching New Halloween, and then they're like, well, I should watch the original. Are they? I guess like that's something, like, let's start jumping into, like, the impact. Like, so we talked about the impact of the old one. Let's talk about the impacts of the new one. Are they going back and watching... 45 random Halloween ones, or are they just waiting because people are smart enough now to go, okay, this one's canon, this one's not. Like, MCU movies, right? Like, people, there's still a general audience that's, like, confused. Like, is Venom there? Are they not? But they're not going back and watching Sam Raimi going, like, oh, like, that's that's Tom Holland, right? (laughs) Like, no, I I meant for like the new reboot to go back to the nineteen seventy eight to the original. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, that's where I stand. I think people are going back to watch that one. Right, well, and that's what I was meaning. Like, so you and I, right, you watch Nightmare on Elm Street, but it, the one that came out around the time that we were watching movies in theaters and, like, you know, mm-hmm. were of the age when movies were starting to become, like, especially horror movies, which isn't something you really normally do as a, normally do as a child. <laughs> so, like, for me, it was the Rob Zombies, right? And so I watched that because that's what had come out and because I had a friend who was like, hey, we should watch those movies. And then I went back because I enjoyed the material, right? So I feel like it's the same. Like, Halloween 2018, if people enjoyed the material, like, because you can watch that movie and not have seen the For original. sure. For sure. I think it goes over what happens pretty well. Right. And then 
and then go back and watch the 1978, and then maybe if they like it, they do what you did with Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. where you go back and you watch all of them. You know, yeah. like, I don't know if that's necessarily what they what they will do now because, like you said, we're so used to continuity and like, well, I'll be confused or I just don't appreciate the art enough to. And okay, some of it is not art. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, no, 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 no. It's still art. But it's subjective, <laughs> like right, like you can't, like, I, like, and if you're trying to put an objective lens on it, I would say the majority of people aren't like, oh man, I love all of them. Exactly. But here's the thing: so, so I think it's starting to get a little bit out of hand in the way that like comic books are, right? Where so like I like Superman. Uh, as a kid, I really dug Superman, and when I got old enough to go back, like, I couldn't read all of Superman. So I had to cherry pick and find out what was best. I would talk to people or, you know, cha-cha it and ask them, like, what are the best Superman stories and go back and read those because there were so many. At the time when I re was rewatching the Freddy movies, there weren't so many that I couldn't do it, right? There were maybe five. Now, just... if you look at, like, the, the Michael Myers movies, if you look at the Halloween franchise as a whole, like, how many movies do they have to see? Are people going to put in that work when they can just Google, well, which ones matter for the next one? I think that they're, the world the world is divided into two people. The people that will do what you did and the people that watch One Piece. And the people that watch One Piece are a thousand episodes in and they will have people will start it now and still watch a thousand episodes. So I think if they like the content, they will watch all of it. Like I, are, I fully stand by and for completely different reasons that there are two types of people in this world. Those who watch One Piece and those who do not. And I like I'm okay with that divide. <laughs> In fact, you can put those people over there. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Which people? The people that don't watch the series because we're about to fist fight. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't watch One Piece. I'm okay if you want to. Just do it over there. <laughs> <laughs> just don't drag me into it. It reached a thousand episodes recently. Did you see that? Yes, it did. Yes. A thousand. Like, oh my God. Like, listen, like uh, anything can be said about it. I don't know a lot about it. I don't even know enough about it to judge it. Be like, oh, it sucks or something. I don't, I don't know Pirates. enough. Yeah, pirates, right? You gotta say something for the commitment. One thousand episodes. It's still going strong. Yeah, pirates. All right, like good still for them. Still got a rabid fan base. It might be better now than it's ever been. <laughs> How do I catch up? What What do I watch? And they're like, all of it. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, there is like sort of like something like uh, just any show in anime, right? Where there's like a million episodes. There's like the movies that recap are. them. Right, or watch these arcs, they're important, don't watch these arcs, which is sort of cherry-picking, yeah. But then there are the diehards that are like, you have to see it all. <laughs> and I think that is the divide I was more trying to point out, not necessarily people that watch One Piece, people that don't. Like. So, really cool, th so I, I was, I, I mentioned I was hanging out with my nephew and his friend this weekend, they're big manga fans, right? Uh, but my nephew's mm -hmm. mostly into shonen, and his friend is mostly into, like, a little bit of everything, but, like, more standalone stuff. And... Yeah. She, she had never heard of Junji Ito, and I was like, listen, like, I'm about to change your life. And she's like, okay, where do I start? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's there, there's no canon, right? There's not, there's not a sequel. There's no shonen. You don't have to worry about this character shonen. Just grab this one. Like, I can hand you Shiver. I can hand you Spiral. Like, just grab that, and it's good. It's the whole thing, which is just, it felt so good because my nephew, who I was like, guys, pick out whatever you want. This is on me. Like, I, I was trying to get them into Western comics. We walk into this comic book store um, in Gaylord, Michigan. And uh, I, 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 I give a shout out because it was a really good store. I think it was called Benji's, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll find out. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for uh, a D&D &D book for my daughter. I was looking for the Tales of Equestria, My Little Pony core rule book. <laughs> of course. 
Of course, as one does. And so I was like, but this is an awesome comic book shop. Whatever you want, grab as long as I'm not going to go broke. Like, have at it. Because I wanted to get them more into Western comics. And I'm showing them, like, She-Hulk. Like, I had Saga. I'm like, you guys would dig this, you know? Like, queer teens. Like, Saga is, like, it's so good. Like, just check this out. How about Lumberjanes? And they're like, nah, nah. And I was like, fuck. Okay. The manga is back there. And I swear to God, there was, like, a, uh, like a Bugs Bunny, like, dirt cloud left in their wake as they ran back to the manga. And... She found tons of stuff, but my nephew was like, oh, they don't have number ones of anything. And if you've ever been to any comic book store, they never have number ones of anything because you either get the people who are super diehard fans and they go to get number one for collector's reasons, or you get the moms that walk in there trying to get their kids something because they said they like Naruto. And they're like, well, I'm not going to buy them number five. I'm going to buy them number one. So they never had number ones of manga. That's just a thing. Right. Yes. So like he's he's struggling to find something that he likes because he doesn't do horror comics. He is mostly just a shonen fan. So I can give him something off the wall, and he's like, I'm not gonna enjoy this. I'm like, you're right, but <laughs> you're fucked. I ended up getting him. Uh, I think the Twilight Princess manga, which is awesome. I I love oh, all the so Zelda good. mangas. They're so, so they're yeah. they are too good. Like it's not fair. Like I don't understand how they like, they get that so right, and so many other adaptations like get everything wrong. But it's so good. It's, it's so good in a way that like. How can it be a video game? Because it's so good. Yeah, it's like listen, like it's just not fair. Check out the, the Zelda mangas, but so I, I got him that, and and she grabbed a couple of different Junji Itos. I'm like, this is perfect. This isn't what I wanted you to get, but this is still good. This is still good stuff. I feel good about bringing you in here and at least showing you something new. Um, but man, they should have bought Lumberjanes. It's okay, I bought two copies for myself. Um, <laughs> it's good. Lumberjanes is awesome. Read Lumberjanes. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the point I was trying to make with this. I got lost in the sauce. Uh, teens watching things, oh, reading things, going mm -hmm. back in time. Either way, I felt old, but the standalone idea from Junji Ito, I think, is where I was trying to go at, is, like, if you can discover something new that isn't tied to 500 years of canon, right, it's easier to jump in. And, like, I love sequels just as much the next time because I love comic books, but the serialization does eventually introduce a fatigue or uh, an apathy for trying to get involved, right? It's something that we might see in the MCU. We haven't yet. Luckily, enough people have seen all of them, or you don't need to see all of them. They're starting to introduce new characters that don't tie as much into it. But depending on what they do, that's a fatigue that sets in with really long series, mostly in, like, the written word. But now we're getting into these movies where, like, are people going to go back and watch Ant-Man? Are they going to go back and go, what happened in Thor Dark World? <laughs> Listen, don't get me started on Thor Dark World. Whereas, like, when you do these reboots, um, or, or more like, you know, sequels 20 years later that ignore a lot of what was canon before, it's like, how many movies do I have to go watch? There's a lot of Halloween movies. One. You have to watch one, 1978. And then you can watch the 2018 I mean, one with Jamie Lee Curtis, and then the 2021 one. Are you are you suggesting that in the future for something such as like the Marvel Universe, people will just watch like the Avengers? They'll just watch the crossovers where there's like a ton of them in it because they recap. I I mean I I think so, and I already started to see it with some people I know that aren't rabid fans. Now, uh, I I don't necessarily think that's going to be like the whole thing because we can't make rules for the MCU because we've never had a property like the MCU, right? Like, we, we can't say, well, it's probably going to be like this because X happened. No, X hasn't happened before, okay? MCU is an anomaly. Um, but you already started to see it a little bit with the Disney Plus shows. Like, you didn't watch those. 
Sorry, I didn't watch what? My dog was barking. You're all good. You didn't watch the Disney Plus shows. I did. I watched some of them, though. You watched some of them, but was it, like, appointment viewing? Like, if I were to say the new Spider-Man movie comes out next week, and you're like, yeah, we're going to go see it. And then I said, well, season two of WandaVision comes out. You're like, okay. Right? You see what I mean, though? And, like, so it's already starting to branch out a little bit. And, obviously, that's apples to oranges. You have TV shows versus movies. But the MCU is saying it's just as important. And that there's canon and there's characters that matter. And they're going to show up here and not there. But you need to see there to understand here. And, eventually, as you start to expand that out exponentially potentially like people are going to ignore the stuff they're not as interested in and that's something you didn't see in the movies like not everybody saw ant-man sure but most people did right i just i would like to defend myself and say it is because it's a show it just is gonna take so much longer no no there's no judgment it's okay i wasn't saying that like you suck for not seeing it it's okay like i did go back and watch loki and i just are you trying to get ahead of the fanboys yeah, because I still <laughs> like, oh, you whatever. Like, I just want to say, like, I did go bad. I, I watched Loki. You're a fake gamer girl, and we episode. all know it. <laughs> and it's awful <laughs> that I feel like I have to justify this, because I don't. But I just, like, I mean, I am, like, go to the midnight premiere, like. Right, 100%. And that's, like, like, originally, I was surprised when you were, like, oh, now nah, I haven't watched them yet. And I was, like, what? And then, you like, you, you, you put it that way, where it's, like, well, yeah, because. Watching Ant-Man was an hour and a half on a Friday. Watching WandaVision was an hour every week. And it wasn't an hour. It was more like a half an hour. But still, like, it's appointment viewing that adds up to this longer thing that you might not have the time investment for. Not to mention if you don't care about the character as much, right? And WandaVision and, and Wanda is not my favorite. Like, I mean, I like her a lot more in the comics than I do in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, she, like, I, I've heard some things about WandaVision, like, about sort of really the ending like i don't know all the things that happened but like like her power levels and that kind of thing and that seems like it's going more in comics yeah it definitely makes her a more interesting character they needed the show i think to then make her a bigger plot point or a bigger character going forward in the mcu so i would say that it does remedy some of the things because i felt the same way i was like i don't know if i want a whole show around this version of wanda maximoff and vision and what they do is they they go okay you might not have wanted it but we're going to give you the thing that you want maybe it's not a perfect show i don't think it's not the best mcu property either but i think it definitely does more for it but that's a lot of hoops to jump through to say listen i know you don't like this character but you will after seeing this are you is that going to convince people right that's the whole thing because if you said here's a show like when they said here's a show about loki right and i'm not like uh like a loki stan like that's not my that's (laughs) but i was like i like the character loki enough to watch all of it right now right like i think i I think I had to wait for the last two weeks that I, like, binged the first five episodes or six episodes or whatever and then watched sequentially the, the last one. Is and it took no bit. negotiation, right? You were like, yes, I'm watching this show. It was just it was just a matter of time. Like, part of it is law school is hard, right? And I just don't <laughs> have, like, I don't have the same kind of time I did. Listen, I was, I've like, never heard man. that. Like, are you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? I mean, some tall boots or something. <laughs> <laughs> Weighted. It's muddy here. I don't know. Like... <laughs> So, but for that, I was like, once I once I knew that Owen Wilson was in it, also I was like, perfect. like <laughs> that I'm was perfect. the like, you and fucking wedding crashers, like wow, okay, wow, Loki, wow, okay, <laughs> right. Well, and Tom and Tom Hiddleston's Loki, I think that would be, I thought that would be a very good match. Right? Yeah. And so, 
when I watched it, though, I didn't feel like, oh, I should have watched WandaVision all the way through. I should have watched Falcon and Winter Soldier in order to understand this. You know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't feel that way to me also. so Did you I watch Falcon like, and Winter Soldier? Oh, I haven't watched any okay. of it yet. I re- I rec- that's the one I recommend to people as, like, the easiest viewing because it doesn't do a lot of crazy, like, comic book shenanigans. Um, mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's a Lethal Weapon movie with superheroes in it. Uh not Lethal nearly weapon. as good as Lethal Weapon, but like similar themes. Um, it's a buddy cop drama. Like it's really there's not a lot of big twists and turns that are like, yeah, bam, MCU, and now there's the multiverse and stuff like that. It's like, nah, like let's explore the fact that you know, like it's it's rough for fucking black people, even a black superhero, and also it's like PTSD is fucking real. That is that's really what it's about, and they happen to throw in a Captain America character here and there, and, and shit. Like it, it's it's more of a drama. You don't have to be tied to all that stuff, so it stands alone pretty well. I mean, I agree. Just from watching like the trailers and like the premise of the show, I don't know how we got talking about the MCU. No, it's okay. No, no. Like the point was is like, and you're making it perfectly is. When you don't do these, hey, let's cherry pick the ones we want for canon and, and watch it. Um, you run into all this baggage, and it sometimes is so heavy that people will then go, you know what? I don't, I don't care to bring that with me. Then, like, I'll go see it if I like that character. And so with Halloween, now there's three movies that are in canon. I can go watch those. I don't think people are going to, with a property like this, maybe MCU, like, it will change people's mind and everything will matter from Wanda, so they're going to go back and do it. But I don't think going forward you're going to see all these franchises that get 16 movies. I think after Halloween ends, that'll be the end of this one for now. Unless it does super-duper well, and then I'm super fucking wrong. But I I think it's going to end after the fourth movie. So, sort of taking that, I would like to, let's talk about the new, let's talk a little bit more about the newest movie that just released, right? Halloween um, Kills. Yeah, so we, we mentioned 2018 a little bit, and we can talk about, like, it made her a cat and mouse, it brought back Laurie Strode again, she's old, but still awesome, because Jamie Lee Curtis is still, somehow hot, like, s- still super, like, I don't, under, like, maybe it's just my own bag, but I'm like, man, she's hot, I don't understand, like, my feelings, I have some questions yeah, for man, myself, but. <laughs> exactly, it's Stanley Curtis, um, but but Halloween Kills. Let let let's jump into it. So it does carry yeah. the baggage, but only for two movies, right? I and it that... does it chooses to do its own thing with that baggage. Agreed. I think that starting it like the same time that it ends, that Halloween, the the twenty eighteen Halloween ends, is genius. I love right? those. I love when it's like let's just pick up same night. Like if you can get all the actors, if it's done within reason, like. Uh, I, I, they do that spoilers for some stuff in Breaking Bad, some of the newer properties that have come out. Um, and it's like, it lets, it's a day later, but everyone's 20 years older. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get yeah. into some issues. This one was the same night and it was shot only like a year or two later, you know? Yeah. Well, they might've even shot some of it. Yeah. Spoilers. They yeah. use a lot of, the, a lot of footage that was like replaced from the first movie or, or from Halloween 2018. And they do flash back to some scenes from. 1978 and they mix it all really well with new scenes that it doesn't feel like oh i'm watching like a compilation or something no it doesn't i do have problems i do have problems with the halloween kills um i think that michael acting so out of character while it's an interesting take i don't know that i like it very much well see the problem is he's not acting out of character if you know michael myers because you've watched the other seven movies 
but if you're talking about it's the same issue like one of the only issues i had with 2018 is now a bigger issue with this one is if you don't know those other bunch of other movies um but also they're not canon right so they're introducing all the stuff we know about him from those other nine movies right so that I guess is my point, right? So like I went back and I watched the original Halloween and then I watched 2018 and that was the first time I had seen 2018 and then Halloween Kills and it's it's and I have seen several of the other. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've seen like two. I've seen obviously three, the weird ass one. Um <laughs> so like I was aware of some of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but for him to just like go wild and start just kill like so many deaths, you know what I mean? As opposed to like more of the dread, the hunting, the like and mouse kind of thing, just felt like out of place. Just because in the in this continuity, and I say that with air quotes around it, like right. that was not ever how he had been portrayed. It's it's the same it's the same leap of logic that you have to make for twenty eighteen, right? Where we were like, well, I don't know that all of this is justified because he wasn't this unstoppable force in 1978 um, because like we didn't see him through five movies. So why would it be such a big deal in 2018? Like, yes, be scared. Yes. She would be training. Yes. She would have guns, but a trap room for specifically for Michael Myers, you know, yeah. like some of that is a little extreme, but I think you can look at it the metatextual way where it's like, yeah, but we all know. So it's fun to see the characters play that out. Right. So there's, there's that level. But I also think what this movie is trying to do, I think it succeeds at it. I don't think it's a perfect, what I think this one's trying to do is bring all that other baggage with it and put it into this one film. Right. So then when they set up the fourth one, we know what he's capable of. So like, okay. So he loves his theatrics, which we see a little bit in 2018 and a little bit in 1978, but not nearly to the extent that we saw it in all the other movies where it's like, he loves posing the bodies, doing Halloween gags, putting on different costumes. He loves it. That's Michael Myers. He's a big goofball uh, that murders everybody. Uh, (laughs) So like they, they introduced that in like full effect here. Right. So now we have that thing from the other five movies, but he's doing it here. And then you get into the supernatural elements where like, can he, be killed is he actually human because before yeah he was he was just a dude who had a vendetta kind of but just like killing things but now it's like no they're introducing this hysteria of the town which lends credence to the supernatural like oh okay maybe everyone's just seen him this way but then you got people stabbing him in the spine shooting him nine times and he's like i'm fine guys let's do this round two right so like like, they're they're trying to make him that i understand i just I don't think it works. I don't, I don't think it works to full effect. Right. I, I, I'm I in agreement with you. I it just was probably so I I read a really good review right because I was like what do other people think about this movie um, from Roger Ebert and the, the website says, not Roger Ebert. No, I know. No, no, I just put for people <laughs> listening. <laughs> okay, sorry. And it's about it's right. So it's the review of Halloween Kills the movie, um, and talks about the idiot plot right where like everyone in the film has to act like an idiot and it only because like otherwise this would never happen it's the classic scary thing like you go investigate the noise you don't run away or you try to do this you try to you know whatever it is save something else instead of running away or it's dark and you try to go flip the lights on rather than running away like all of the even though you know people have died or the thing that this movie does the worst like like it does all of those things but i think its biggest offender is hey strength in numbers right let's all team up and then the strong character goes but i'm gonna go by myself or you two right. go well, that and way and 
the other thing, like the mob mentality thing. So like, so they talk about the idiot plot, and it says that it only works. If Brian Tallarico, by the way, is who reviewed it for RogerEbert.com. And so they're like, it only works if people are invested, right? And I was not as invested in in Halloween Kills as I had been in the original, as I had been even in the original sequel, Halloween Two, or in Halloween Twenty Eighteen. Like it was just so ridiculous at some. And that's the thing, I'm so torn on this movie because as just, like, a slasher and, like, I'm watching it for fun kills, like, this movie, like, scared the shit out of me, right? Like, especially um, with uh, spoilers, there's there's an older couple that are playing with a drone and they get brutally murdered. That one, like, uh, yeah, like, oh, are you surprised? Um, That one got me heavily. That one, I was like, oh, God, this is, it's lingering, this is brutal, it's scary. So you're seeing a lot more kills, a lot more interesting ways than you saw in 2018, because not that many people die in 2018, right? The body count in this one is ridiculous from the start. He takes on an entire group of firefighters within the first two minutes of the movie. That And that's what I'm saying. Like, that being, like, the opening, I'm like, I was already out almost it feels like like I was already checked out like this is not yeah I I so my wife often brings up she's like hey like sometimes you you if you're not on board with the thing that you're watching you get too critical of it right it's something she points out to me so like like uh when I watched fast eight like I, I was expecting more schlock and it wasn't there for most of the movie until the end and then you have Vin Diesel you know sword fighting with two gigantic wrenches for some reason um and she always says she says two grenades to me because that's when i was on board for the fast movies when they team up with the rock i think it's in fast six because i was just not into it like fast five was fun but fast i was like okay whatever and then uh the rock's crew is about to die right that's showing them all die brutally and he's got a watch and a grenade lands to one of them like oh man well that's a brutal way for them to go and then fast and the furious and pure fast and furious form tosses another grenade at that man because you weren't sure you were so you thought yeah. maybe he'd get out of it and then a second grenade lands next to this man so you know double tap he's done and so that's what she says to me when i watch these movies is like two grenades like know what you're getting into set your expectations accordingly and when that opening scene was him going super saiyan on these guys for some reason <laughs> i was like okay okay they're switching gears from 2018 which was disappointing because i love 2018 i think it's a, a near perfect film minus the the few caveats i had and it was a thriller rather than this. Like, no, this one's pure slasher. They're leaning into it. The curse of Michael Myers. He is evil. He's brought evil onto this town. He's not her brother. Exactly. Well, maybe. I don't know. After this one, no. like, I don't. That's, is that that silly? Like, he now can take a pitchfork in the spine. He could be her brother. I I just, and, and part of it is also, like, I liked her daughter being there. I liked Judy Greer's character a lot. They're just dead, right? Like, just dead. <laughs> like, like in this most ridiculous way. Like they're trying to do the homage to the scene where Judith, his sister, dies originally. Which like, I think in- they did it well. They did it twice in this movie. Once, like every time they entered that room, they shot it from Michael Myers' uh, POV, right? So like it, yes. when the cops there in the beginning of the movie, yes. like same like same shot. So like yeah, they do that pretty well. So abrupt, right? So just- abrupt. So idiot, like how stupid are you? Like it's really like, and it's I can't suspend the disbelief anymore because I, like when I was watching that I was like, well she's dead now. Like as soon as she is going about this, like well. At this point too, like this movie is so silly. Like yeah, they kill her, but did they? Like is she just gonna be in a bed next to to you know Jamie Lee Curtis and Hawkins? That's my other big dad from movie. um uh remember the Titans. Yes, I think that um. 
benching Jamie Lee Curtis basically most of the movie, like into the hospital bed, I don't don't know that that's the best use of her character. It because definitely now isn't, but you know why they did that, so she could be the final thing in, in the fourth right. movie. Right, well, but I don't even know, so I think they obviously set it up so that it could be, like, a revenge, she's gonna kill him, but I bet she dies, and then Allison is left alone, and it just continues, and the franchise continues on through her. It continues the cycle, I could see that, I, as long as they don't ever, like, put on the mask or something. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be fucked up. <laughs> but, like, so, here's the thing. From this movie, that wouldn't have been that crazy. Like, so, this movie starts where 2018 ends, where it was a thriller, but he's human, right? He comes out a supernatural entity, and they kind of drop a few hints that maybe he's fueled by death. So, maybe he wasn't supernatural originally, but when those crows started like like going in 2018 and the like all of the people are freaking out as the podcaster pulls out the mask which by the way what do you got against podcasters we're not all evil um they pull out the mask that was the supernatural moment right that's him becoming this thing and so when he arises from the ashes like a phoenix for some fucking reason um now he is supernatural right that's what this movie's hinting at they even like one of the characters mentions that like maybe he gets stronger every time he kills somebody like oh so, maybe he does and they they do that at the end they got him beat there's 45 people daredeviling him in the middle of a fucking road <laughs> and then randomly he's like you know what i'm done with this guys kaoken and then like, he jumps up and like slashes the throat and then he's back baby like come on so that's the thing. Well, if you look at it through this lens, like now it's supernatural. It's like okay, that's where this series is going. It's not where I wanted it to go necessarily. That doesn't mean it won't be good. We just have to set I, expectations I mean, accordingly. I agree. I think that like the use of religion right throughout the series, like ba starting in the nineteen seventy eight version with like the fake quote, you know, even like that. It, it's two ways, right? It's either related only to religion or it's a natural element. That's like mm -hmm. what Laurie Strode says. And the idea, and then everyone is about punished. fate. By the way, if you don't know, we're talking about the lesson again in the the classroom. Yeah, sorry. Well, and then, then everyone is punished, right? For premarital sex, his sister Judy is the first one, you know. And then for drinking and drug use and that kind of thing, Laurie Strode is really like she says in the in the nineteen seventy eight movie, she's like the Girl Scout, whatever. Yeah, she's well, the sexually he, repressed one. Like she wants to do all that stuff. That's why she stabs everything in the movie. She's fucking everything, but right. she can't because she's got to survive. Well, she just keeps dropping the knife and a bunch of other stupid things. <laughs> But, like, maybe her, like, living, right, is that part of playing into the religious aspect. He's the devil, and he's, you know, taking all these people that are sinning. Well, now, then, 2018, like, she isn't necessarily that anymore, but her, but her granddaughter is. Yeah. Right? And he, baptized by fire, comes back and Halloween kills and is now, you know, like, supernatural and, like, a religious figure. Like, I, I think that's part of it. And, like, things. they definitely lead into that with the hysteria of the town, right? Like, you know, leading up to the mental patient jumping out of the window to get away from the crazy mob like they just wanted to hurt somebody and i think that that's where they're going with it i think you're spot on with it i think now it is meant to be the supernatural michael myers that you know from two through six or whatever condensed into one film now he does the crazy shenanigans with the bodies now he cannot die from traditional means like he cannot be killed <laughs> like shout out um like I think that's what they're doing with this. And again, that's not where I wanted it. I love 2018 for so many of those other reasons. And 
everything they said in this movie, every time any character talked, I'm like, this is Halloween 2. This is Halloween 4. This is yeah. Loomis from 1, but Loomis was yeah. the only one who talked like that, which is like, I think he might be evil incarnate. I think he's after you. No, I think he, he's just a vessel for evil. And he, you know, like that's everybody talked like that in this movie. Yes. I was like, it's, it's heavy handed. <laughs> So, getting past the thematics and what we didn't like about it, let's jump into some of the fun stuff. So, I did like the movie as a whole. I just had to adjust, right? So, I really enjoyed all the kills. Like, that was way cooler. They did way more of it. This is a gory-ass movie that, you know, normally Halloween wasn't, right? Not a lot of blood in that first one or in 2018. And they kill everybody well, here. <laughs> but, but one of the things that I did like about that is they added more context to try to create um cohesion with this newer version of michael myers so like they added all those scenes from the 70s i like that i thought they did a really good job with that yeah. um it didn't look 100 the same like when they cut to the actual 1978 footage i wasn't like oh that's spot on like it's just like it still fit it felt like it was the 70s cop from dealing with that I thought those were good moments and i like that because you were dealing with the aftermath while i don't think they came at the right spots i like that you basically saw all of his victims or not victims or the survivors from the 2018 movie like, everybody yeah, in this movie movies. were in the first one, basically. Yeah, yep, I agree. I thought that was cool. Um, I thought it was a nice throwback without doing it, like, too much the same. But, of course, you know, then they all have to die, so. And not all of them did, too. That's the other thing, right? So, like, Tommy gets done in as, yeah. as the, one of the survivors from 1978. But, like, the chick from the from um, the Housewives show, uh, Real Housewives, she survives. The one that plays Lindsay? Yes, yes, she survives. I, but <laughs> they had a real housewife there. Like, what's up? Um, also bold and the beautiful, but still. <laughs> um, like, she survives, so they're not, it's not just willy nilly, like, oh, the survivors are here, now they all have to die. So it's like some of them still survive, but even like the other tertiary characters, like the the doctor and, and her husband, the nurse, um, they were in 2018. Like, they saw him down the road. You had the yeah. little boy who survived, who was like, fuck this, I'm out. He's on the news yeah. talking about, like, oh, he killed my babysitter. Like, and then um, the the bigger kid who got impaled, like, his mom sees him. Again, I think they could have used those to better effect. They kind of felt like they were in there randomly instead of, like, this is the beat that we want them to hit. This movie right. definitely seems chaotic, right? I would agree, yeah. I think that, I mean, I loved Julian in the first movie. I thought that, like, <laughs> I thought that he he was so funny. He was <laughs> real. That was a real character. Yeah. I knew that kid. It was a real kid that I babysat before. Like, <laughs> like same and same thing with like honestly the the annoying nerdy kid who gets impaled. I can't remember his name because he wasn't as good as Julian. But like, oh, no, like, yeah, like, no, I knew that kid too. Like, they they put these believable characters in, and that's when like now we have to talk about Big John, Little John, the best characters okay. I've ever seen in film. <laughs> they're so awesome like they're Aww. cute little like no no no. we're the predators now i have a knife and i have this knife like they're announcing it to each other as much as they're announcing it to the killer like it's adorable but and they definitely again, why didn't you just leave like 100 <laughs> percent. No, like dumb dumb characters who they already built run. up yeah they, they already built walk. up yeah they were like oh maybe we would go like they did not build them up as like no we're fighters they were like no maybe we're <laughs> we're okay characters like they were annoyed by those kids and kind of scared them with the michael myers story so they know it they know what house they live in exactly like what the fuck 
I, I don't I don't know where they were going with that, but I had a lot of fun. Just like them getting high, listening to music. I'm like, this is adorable because <laughs> that's the shit. Like, well, I I don't smoke weed, but like if the kids are out like at, at like a play date or something, me and the wife are like, do you want to just drink wine? Like, fuck it. Like, what are we doing? Let's party. <laughs> like that's how it works, you know. So I just right. I really I really enjoyed that. Plus they were hilarious. Like also that's their name true. Big John Little John. Like John come on, Little John, yeah. Come on, that was great. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with them, like too much fun. I laughed at some places that I shouldn't be laughing, right? Like <laughs> when uh, so ridiculous. Exactly when uh, is it Lindsay? Was that the name of the character? The yeah. the other survivor when she's hitting yeah. Michael with bricks, and I'm like, I know it's not gonna work. It should work, but I know it's like I'm laughing, right? And that was one of the more well acted scenes. Like she did a good job there. Like I felt terrified for her, but then she hits him with the bricks. And I'm like laughing. I'm like I shouldn't be laughing. This shouldn't be funny. We should think maybe he could die, like in 2018. But that was before he fought 45 firefighters and came out of a literal fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like yeah. Just go for the head too is the other thing, right? Did, like you're They learn nothing from Thor. They learn nothing. Exactly. Or I, I just also how, no one can shoot in this movie. No one can shoot, yeah. except yeah. for the one person at the end, point blank range, shoots him nine times. And it turns out it wouldn't have mattered if they could shoot, but we didn't know that <laughs> until that point. Um, I like the Tommy character. I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with him. I think they put him in there for the two scenes. They they put him in there for the speech at the bar for the exposition that, hey, we are the survivors, right? And then they put him in for the speech when he runs into Lori again. He's like, hey, you protected me as a kid. I'm going to protect you, which almost had me choking up. I'm like, oh, that was so good. And he, Michael, that's Michael Anthony, like, great actor. But other than those two scenes, that they, like, unnecessary like everything is like, like guys i got this bat i got this bat that i'm treating like it's my bat and i've always had old huckleberry but he just stole it from that bar <laughs> exactly like what's going on and like they treat him as like oh he's a smart guy he's gonna rally the town but he doesn't like they all still separate like we have power in numbers there's 40 of us but you three go this way and i'm gonna go by myself right, and, and, we're, and kids... we're gonna send lonnie into the house because he was afraid yes. to do it when he was a kid kids wait in the car like and then come out of the he car he even just... says like what am i doing i brought my kid here like yeah like <laughs> oh shit i guess they were drunk right like i guess that could be, like some of that can be put off there like they were drinking at that bar for the talent show yeah i guess but still survivor instinct would have burned through that alcohol <laughs> also the the nurse and, and the doctor they were way smarter than the other people they would not have gone with that mob like, what are you talking about? They were the only two. They're like, we need to get out of here. We need to go home. They're like, we should probably leave. He's probably going to stay here because he keeps coming back. Why did no one move away? Why did everyone go to congregate at the hospital? It made no sense. They're like, we're all going to get them, but we're going to hang out here. Get them hospital shots in. <laughs> I'll use some school shots in the next one. You know how it goes. Yeah, so I don't I don't know where they're going to go with it from here. I, I know that it's not going to happen the same night. I know they're going to skip some time. Because they kind of have to. They, was, they were supposed to shoot back to back, and it probably would have been closer to that. Even if it wasn't the same night, it would have been closer to that year. But I think they're going to do a time skip because now they have to, because of the pandemic, because of not shooting back to back, they just have to shoot years down the road. Plus, they wrote themselves into a corner with Lori bleeding out. You can't really do that same night. Same thing with the daughter. Like, her leg's real messed up. I thought that was a nice homage to the original, too, when Lori hurts her leg and then, you know. But it was and... way more brutal. That was, like, times yeah. ten, man. Like, she twists her, her ankle in that movie. This time, like, I saw her leg go backwards. That was the most gruesome thing for me, I think. 
Like, and, and we just saw her boyfriend, like, her head go all the way around, like, two seconds before that, but the leg is what got me. It's just because, okay, like, the head, like, oh, okay, well, I would be dead. But, like, the leg, I would live and I would be in pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but, so, like, I think it's obvious to say that we didn't enjoy it as much. It's definitely bringing it back to its, I think, sillier roots where they're going with it. When I, And I think part of it is our disappointment from 2018 because 2018 was such a good film and got us back into it. So then you get this one, like, okay, this isn't quite what I was hoping for. But overall, I think it's fun. I think it's really neat, again, like H2O, that it's got this cultural impact again. Like, that, it's like what I always talk about with, like, when Infinity War is coming out. I can talk to my neighbors about Halloween, and they're not just like, oh, yeah, the guy with the white mask. They're like, yeah, Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis, they brought her back. It's so cool. Danny McBride wrote it. <laughs> like, like that shit, right. like, that, that's awesome that, that it's back in the zeitgeist, and not in just a schlocky way. This was definitely more schlocky than the first one, but people in general are like, oh, I like this film series. Not, well, you gotta see Halloween, it's Halloween. Right, and I and I hope that like enough people. I hope that the ending is better. Is a better take. Is it like not that he can't be supernatural, but that they've gotten all of the like hokey out. And I I think that you got to be prepared because I think they they set this up so we could do it. It's gonna be cat and mouse again, but unless they give Laurie supernatural powers too, it's gonna be more of this. Yeah, maybe like unless she levels up, like like if it opens, like here's here's the dream. But not the, really the dream, but the little bit of the dream is it opens up with her learning the spells from Halloween three. That's what I'm saying. The witches. Like, if the they witches bring her in, like now she's a witch. So like, listen, in 2018 she learned to fight with a gun. In 2023 she learns to fight with magic. Like, and that's the tagline, right? Like, it's season of the witch too, baby. Woo. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, but. I, it's it's now supernatural and they're gonna i think they're gonna do more like uh uh sherlock holmes 2 with robert Downey jr when him and moriarty jump off a cliff together yeah well i also wonder like maybe here I, here's my dream so jamie lee curtis engages him in in physical combat hand-to-hand combat is, they they yeah, enter allison they enter the blood sport yeah and allison is the witch and not jamie lee curtis. <laughs> she's casting the spell <laughs> Listen, they need, to get, <laughs> they need to go back to um, to Jason's mom's house, and they need to burn the sweater, and that'll take care of Michael Myers. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah, that that's how that works. Time travel. That's the only, that's the solution. Uh, I just, it's all, it's, it's all silly. I wish it wasn't all silly now. It's still fun. I still had fun watching the movie. I don't think it's a bad yeah, film I, by I mean, any I had means. Fun. But... I just was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, like, it's the problem when you have such a good film with 2018. And the thing that worries me, it's not nearly, I'm going to feel bad for making this comparison. It's not nearly like, um, uh, the David's kind of messing up the last season of game of thrones where like they used to have a a roadmap and now they don't like they mentioned in a lot of interviews that 2018 was them bridging the gap right this was them wrapping up that story so then they can start telling their own and i i I worry a little bit then if halloween kills is the one that like they were working towards i that's not where i want to watch it go you know yeah no i agree I agree. I'll watch the next one. I'll see how it ends. Obviously, but I it like, it opens up the the door, right? Like now we can have Halloween two through six, uh, being like the silly ones back, and people are watching them every Halloween for fun, and it's just the teen slasher romp again because they come out every year. Why aren't you gonna go see it? Like it might become that again. So maybe the, all the stuff it's we were talking about. Yeah, because less of the canon. These movies are so high tier to. Well, it's fun to watch Michael kill people again. 
it might get to that point. So maybe they're reviving that, you know, that like late 80s, early 90s horror schlock. Maybe. I mean, there's, I mean, I would bet there is a market for it at, at some level. Like, Listen, I, people watch Freddy go to Manhattan, okay? They're, they would watch Michael Myers, written by Danny McBride, walk around town stabbing people. It's true. Oh, excuse me. Um, but that's about it. Let's wrap this up here. Those are our thoughts as well as, you know, the general conversation on Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween kills and Halloween H2O, of course, because you got to throw that one in there. Season of the witch goes without saying, uh, we talked about Brandy. We talked about Michael Myers, but now it's time for Kevin Bacon. Um, who have you selected for me this week, Chelsea, for our, the Kevin Bacon game? I actually haven't selected anyone yet. I'm just going to pull up the Wikipedia page really quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I was, I had, I had two fun ones. I was torn between Anthony Michael Hall and Judy Greer. Oh, I had originally thought Judy Greer. Um, She's so for good. you. Yeah, I just like her a lot. But then, um, but if you're gonna use her, then I'll use someone else. So no, I'll do I'll, I'll do you. Judy Greer, um, and I'll give you Michael Michael Anthony Hall. Does that work? Oh, because I'm looking to see. I'm looking at looking at the cast. <laughs> now I want to do Judy Greer. Well, People think that... the new. I was gonna do it from the 1978 movie if we weren't. That's what I was gonna ask you. Was were we doing no, no? I'll, I'll go newer. That's like Anthony Michael Hall is a little bit newer. I mean, obviously he was he was in stuff back then too. But um, but you could do uh, you do whoever you want. But the 1978 cast is not filled with stars. You know what I mean? No, oh, I know. That's why I had to look again. I was and like... I said I'd throw elbows, but I'm not that big of a dick, you know. Okay, okay. Well, then that's fine. I'll do Anthony Michael Hall if you want to do Judy Greer, even though I think Judy Greer is easier. Is it? Oh, we could switch. I'll do Anthony Michael Hall. You do Judy Greer. Is this a trick? It's not a trick. <laughs> I clearly can't drink the glass in front of you. <laughs> I mean, you've fallen for one okay. of the classic blunders. That, that's what I, that's what I feel like. Is Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I do a Judy Greer, or you do a Judy Greer. I'll do Judy Greer. You do Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, that's. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. So, Judy Greer. So, a lot of people don't think Judy Greer was in a lot of horror stuff. When they popped up in Halloween 2018, they were like, oh, well, that's inspired. Like, you know, you think Arrested Development, Judy Greer. Uh-uh-uh. Have you ever seen the movie Cursed with Christina Ricci and Judy Greer and uh, Pacey from, <laughs> from Dawson's Creek? I forget uh, Pacey's name. What was Pacey's name? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Right Joshua here. Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Okay, thank um, you. Uh, <laughs> like, and, I should know this. <laughs> but also, also, the kid from the social network. Um, what was Kyle? the... Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, thank you. He's not really a kid anymore, but... <laughs> well, he wasn't a kid really there. I was like... Shut up, okay? <laughs> I get it. I'm old. You don't have to rub it in. Um... <laughs> So, so yeah, so curse. Also, uh, Milo Ventimiglia was in that movie too. It's a werewolf movie. If you don't know, it's not great. It had potential, um, but it kind of got floundered by uh, by the studio itself. But it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg kisses Milo Ventimiglia as well as some other people. It's it's a fun one. Christina Ricci is a werewolf, and you can't and you can't downplay I will that. Take your word for it? Question mark. <laughs> 
it's fun. Um, but anyways, uh, where do I want to go with this? You know something we didn't talk about? And I was going through, because Christina Ricci was in Casper with Devin Zawa, even though he was only in one, one like, scene. Um, but Devin Sawa is in the new Chucky, um, 20 years later sequel that ignores a lot of the Chucky movies, um, but really? made by the original creator who did do a lot of the later movies too, but like still cherry picked, but it's a series instead. Hmm. And I've heard really good things about it. I haven't watched it yet. I've never been a big fan of Chucky. Never right. been a big fan of Chucky? Nah, as a kid, it wasn't scary and my parents weren't really into it. So I just never watched a lot of them. I cannot remember. I'm trying to search my, my memory base because I'm like, am I just now putting Kevin Bacon into movies he wasn't in because I play this stupid fucking game? I mean, like, that's, that's, I also was thinking that too. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure Kevin Bacon was in this. And no, like, I'm like, I don't actually think that. What would he have done in that? You know, like. I mean, here's the thing. Kevin Bacon is a true channel Leon. So. So he he could he could appear in many things. Uh, Channel Leon, goodbye. You know I'm right. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just tell me was was Kevin Bacon in in the cut? Uh, I don't know what that movie is. I don't think. I'll look it up. Really? See. All right. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with my original one anyways, because I can't, I just can't remember. I don't know. Am I just picturing it? Because, so I was thinking Judy Greer was in 13 Going on 30 with Mark Ruffalo, right? Yeah. And then Mark Ruffalo was yeah. in, in the cut with Kevin Bacon. But I don't, I don't know if I'm just putting Kevin, because I can't remember him in oh, a Kevin role. Bacon. Kevin Bacon was in the cut. But, but who, where though, is the thing? John Graham. <laughs> really? Yeah. credited okay so we have that one but i'm gonna go with my other one too because is what i was t you know talking for 20 minutes about because i'm an idiot but i'm gonna go with curse because i know for a fact he's in these movies okay <laughs> That's, uh so judy Greer was in curse with jesse eisenberg who i mentioned before again ki kisses milo ventimiglia in that movie so you, you know must watch but they they were in beyond all boundaries together okay so two? no beyond yeah that, that's two but uh no it's it's one degree of separation. Yeah, but it's it's okay. Yes. Yeah, but um, but beyond all boundaries is kind of a cheat one. <laughs> so, you know, so beyond all boundaries, if you don't know, I'm gonna to toss it out there because you can use this for any any of these games. So it's a 2009 short film. Um, I've used it only ever in this game. I don't think I've ever actually seen it and or heard of anybody else who's seen it. Um, it's a short film depicting the battles of World War II. It's one of those 40 movies <laughs> that shows up with like special effects, like smells and shit. Um, mm -hmm. Produced and narrated by Tom Hanks, and and it shows up at like museums. Okay. And, and but like it has a crap ton of people in it. Like anybody you can think of, you're like oh they were probably in something with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, they were probably in Beyond All Boundaries. <laughs> so I got two. They were both one separation. You go. Um, okay, I, I think I'm going to try to do Skeet Ulrich. So, um, Anthony Michael Hall was in Riverdale mm -hmm. with Skeet Ulrich. Mm -hmm. And 
Pete Ulrich, I I can't think of a ton of things that he's in. He's in some stuff. He was in Scream. I, I do know that he was in Scream. Um, <laughs> um, I also think that he was in... Um, Uh, um, here's Johnny. He's. I think he's in a movie with Jack Nicholson. And I wanted to use Jack Nicholson, but I can't think of the movie. It's. Um. I think that he's in that where he's where Jack Nicholson is like crazy. Well, okay, that's not. That's, that's all those movies it's not yeah. that one it's uh it's one of the romantic comedies he's in um do you okay, remember so any of those cool. he was in a few weirdly enough yeah I, yeah so it's it's with it's the one with helen hunt like yes, it's exactly i can i can clearly picture that um and i i know that um gooding jr is in it also i almost yes <laughs> Just said Cubo is in it. I was like, well, Cuba's in it. Cuba, Cuba's in it. Um, good old Junior. Yeah. So, but anyway, then Kevin Bacon is in uh, a few good men with Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Where, where I was, it was. I'll, was I'll give it. it to you. I'll give it to you with a with a one. Or no, sorry, two. Right? Uh, or is it one? One. Which one is? No, so he's in. He's in it with Skeet Ulrich, and then Skeet Ulrich is. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So that is two. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's as good as it gets, is the oh, movie you're looking okay. for, yeah. With also like so Helen Hunt's in it too, but don't forget Greg Kinnear, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. You mentioned there's yeah. somebody else in that like uh, I'll just look it up. Hold on, oh, Harold Ramis is in it, Maya Rudolph, Jamie Kennedy, see like yeah, a bunch of people are in that one. He's obsessive compulsive in it. That's what okay. I was that's what you meant. Well, that's a that's rude way to I call crazy. Mean, like, crazy i because that was like the wrong word to use yeah but think about the shining think about anger management no i know (laughs) but yeah that is i mean obsessive compulsive was what i was i could just imagine imagine him at the scene in the diner when he's like got the bag yes exactly i i just honestly i think of the cover with him and the dog like as a kid i had i had wanted to watch this movie my mom's like you're not gonna enjoy this movie and she was correct at that age later on i'm like this movie is hilarious um uh I guess I, maybe I'm remembering it for the wrong reasons, though, because it's not really a rom-com. But <laughs> like, like there's, a, there's a rom. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's just as a kid, I see Jack Nicholson, and I'm, like, laughing. You know what I mean? It's just all for Melvin. It's, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for it now. It's an American comedy drama. We had to watch it in my speech class in college. I had to watch it in a sociology course um, in college, but it was freshman year, so I was probably asleep. Uh, I took it with um, Waldorf or whatever. Who was the lady who did <laughs> Ocean Bowl? Yes, Walchek. Carol Walchek. She didn't just do Ocean Bowl. Like you can also watch me and Chelsea before our our big debut here on Knowledge Bowl every week um, on PBS local (laughs) Northern Michigan Syndicate. Uh, (laughs) Listen, we answered so many questions incorrectly. Uh, (laughs) At least one or two. Um, 
Anyways, so that was it. I gotta edit some of that out, but yeah, so I'm one sorry to two. That it took me so long. Oh no, you're fine. That's the point of the game. Like it's not really an off the dome thing. Um That was it for our show. If you like this, you can subscribe, drop a review over on iTunes, head on over to our website, campykillcreations.com, check out all of our other comment our our comment, all of our other content, like comic books and web comics and other podcasts, like our sister podcast, The Slavenly Trolls, who do way more research than we ever do into anything. Um, if you really want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash can't be killed creations back us at a buck or two, get lots of extra content, like specific Patreon exclusive shows, comics all over there. Um, pretty cheap, but it helps keeps the lights on chicken sandwiches in our pockets, you know, where you keep chicken sandwiches. Um, <laughs> if you want to contact us, I recently got brought up, but I don't bring this up enough is you can contact us at can't be killed creations at gmail.com for any of the podcasts. We'll answer over here. Um, you'll probably get a response speedily because I get notifications on my phone. So when people do email me, I email right back and we got to do our Patreon shout outs. So for this month, it's Jordan McClanson. Thank you so much, Jordan. We have lots more, but they opted to have their shout outs on a different podcast because they hate us. So there's that. Wow. <laughs> couldn't be because of one of us listen listen it's definitely the lady going to law school because you know definitely not you think you're better than me (laughs) 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 all right but that's been right in the feels and we're out